Did you get more wood? Oh, yeah. You are now listening to Blast Burn Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Blast Burn Radio. I am your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me, as always, are our fancy boys, our dapper co-hosts, Celeste and Messer Engine. Uh, thank you for joining me tonight, folks. How's it going? I'm pretty good. I had a really good week and a really good day today, but then disaster struck as we were getting ready to go visit my grandparents for uh, lunch. My wife's car wouldn't start. And she had a dead battery, which was super bummer. We called AAA. They came out, uh, replaced the battery, but now there are warning messages all over the dashboard being like, check your brake systems, check everything, probably because of a voltage issue. So we now have to figure out how I am, how we are going to get the car into the dealership on Monday because they're not open all weekend so they can look at that with me leaving for Connecticut this week. Uh, my wife really needs a car, obviously, for the week, so that should be interesting. Hooray! Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear you're going through that mess. How are you, Celeste? I'm doing good. It was a busy week, but a very productive week at work, at least. No problems there, just really busy. Um, the rest of the week really was just getting over some sickness. Not too bad. I slept a lot and didn't get as much done as I wanted to. But other than that, it was a good week. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I'm doing really, really good. Uh, life is returning to normal in Casa del Jolly as everyone is getting over the stomach bug of doom and not, you know, shitting their entire life force out all over the fucking house. So that's great. That's really great. I'm, I'm always happy for that. I got to stream some Pokemon Mystery Dungeon this week. Uh, that was our Tuesday night stream and I've never played any of these games before and they're very different. And kind of weird, but also kind of awesome. So I'm really looking forward to streaming uh, that game and future games in that series as we can on off nights for the next little bit. Fernando. Fernando, vamanos. What, why am I starting to name all of the grass starters like <laughs> Spanish things? Like, am I, am I a secret racist? Is, is that, is that what's going on? I don't, I don't know, but apparently grass starters are all Spanish. Evidently. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, if you can't be a secret one if you announce it to the whole podcast. <laughs> I apparently was a grumpy girl and did not give Conquest its full chance, so I needed to try that again. You were super grumpy about Conquest, and I don't understand. I mean, like, yes, it's not the most complex tactics game ever invented. It's a fucking Pokemon game. What do you expect, woman? It's still fun. <laughs> well, I had no sleep for that, like, past two days when I tried that, so that that was kind of feeling grumpy. That's that's fair. You were a grumpy bear. Um, <laughs> we took my wife out for her birthday dinner tonight, and that was really, really exciting. And I am full of sushi, and because of the way my tummy works, that means I'm full of regret and sadness. So I'll try not to let that drag me down tonight. <laughs> How about you, Mess? How was your week prior to wife's car shitting the bed? Oh, it was good. I uh, I ran my first D&D session on Wednesday with uh, the new the new group as it were, online, and uh, that was a lot of fun. 
they all almost died. One of them did go below zero, but that was mostly because another player rolled a critical miss and whapped them over the head with the staff for most of their health. It was like eight of ten points of their health. Uh, so like four-fifths. Uh, but yeah, it, it was really, it was a blast. Uh, I have a Starfinder game tomorrow, uh, which I am not as prepared for as I would like because it's been a very busy week. But it's been it's been pretty good. I like I said, I'm going on a trip next week for business, so a lot of this week at work was me wrapping things up before I go so that people aren't emailing me constantly next week, not reading my autoresponder, and then doing follow up replies that say, I still haven't heard from you yet and I wanna be like, dude, I'm in I'm in another state <laughs> doing something. Can't you read my message that says I'm away on business. I will not be back till Monday, February 7th. All messages will be returned in the order they were received when I return on Monday, February 7th. People people can't read shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my favorite bit of work snark is to put, if you will reference my previous email, which is, you know, work speak for bitch, I done told you. <laughs> Just forward the autoresponder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, Mess, I would give you all sorts of shit about not inviting me to the cool kids table and not letting me play your, your cool nifty games with you if we didn't both know how ludicrous of a complaint that is and how little fucking time I have on my hands. Yeah, like, you're welcome to join <laughs> us, but seriously, when when do you have time to hang out from 8 to 11 on a Wednesday night? Literally never. <laughs> I don't have that kind of time either. I'm glad you're having fun, though, man. Like, I really, really miss tabletop role-playing. I have been listening to... I have to give a quick shout-out, by the way, because uh, I meant to do this last week and I forgot, so I apologize. But I was super duper grumpy when i was editing episode 24 of the podcast the one that took like three extra days into the week to get out because the editing process ran so long and i was so frustrated and i reached out to jake mason of pokemon world tour and pokemon world tour united and like five other fucking podcasts because that man is a monster of some sort <laughs> and i just reached out to him and i just like really complimented him on his audio and just kind of went back and forth a little bit and he was just such a cool guy he took a minute to talk to me about his process and and to encourage me in that it's just one of those things that you have to do and get better at. And yeah, his show is really fucking dope. Um, listening to Pokemon World Tour United has really given me the itch to tabletop roleplay again. Um, Cobalt is perhaps my favorite character in any Pokemon medium ever. Because he's just a really simple boy who fucking loves Pokemon. And that is so powerful. So so thank you guys. Thank you. And if you have not yet listened to Pokemon World Tour or Pokemon World Tour United, definitely give those guys a listen they are worth your time so that is my shout out for the week yeah they're they're absolutely fantastic all right guys well uh moving on from you know gratuitously sucking the dick of podcasts that we respect and appreciate my biscuit, <laughs> <laughs> my biscuit. <laughs> we do have um some some pokemon news to go over this week it was a bit of a slow news week but there were still a few things worth touching on so let's go ahead and dive into our pokemon community news and for once just to assuage assuage how the fuck do you pronounce that word i do not know i do not care um just to 
make Messer Engine happy. I am not going to pause. I am not going to wait to be prompted. I will just do the fucking jingle. So here we go. Do 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 do. Here is the Poke News. Poke News. All right, guys. So, uh, firstly, we've been talking about this particular piece of news to some degree for several weeks here on the show, so it should not come as a surprise to anyone, but the virtual console re-release of Pokemon Crystal is here. Uh, it is live and fully available to play, so have fun diving back into the Johto region in this uh, groundbreaking, when it was new at least, classic Pokemon title. Uh, now, we here on the show promised copies of this Pokemon Crystal version, or alternatively the gold or silver if preferred, as prizes for our recent giveaway, and those were distributed today, or at least one of them was distributed today. And before I go any further, can I just take a minute to vent over how ass-backwards it is that you cannot purchase a game to give as a gift on the Nintendo eShop like you can on every other digital games marketplace on the fucking planet. Like, seriously, you are killing me with your back-asswards software design, Nintendo. Um, so instead of distributing a copy of Crystal directly to Penguin Mage, as was our preferred method, we did distribute them a $10 Nintendo eShop gift card to purchase it themselves because Nintendo. Nintendo. So congratulations, Penguin Mage. I really, really hope that you enjoy your game. Now, if you'll recall, Penguin Mage was not the only winner of our drawing. A uh, friend of the show, Sophiar, also won a free copy. However, uh, she actually declined her copy, um, simply stating that she had shared and, and liked to help promote the show, but that she didn't really need it. So thank you very much, Sophiar. We really appreciate the support. Um, and thank you for passing on something if you didn't really want it so that we could give it to someone in the community who does. And that was her request, by the way, was just that we uh, redirect that prize to someone who would really love it and use it. So with that being said, we have an additional name to draw to give away our second copy of Pokemon Gold, Silver, or Crystal. So once again, I have my list of names of potential recipients pulled up. They've each been assigned a number, and now I am going to roll a corresponding dice to see who our lucky winner is this week. And we have a two, which corresponds to Pegasus. So uh, community moderator, friend of the show, Pegasus League Live, is our second winner of a free copy of Pokemon Gold, Silver, or Crystal. Uh, now, Peg, I know that you listen to the show pretty early, buddy, so I'm not going to spoil for you the fact that you won. So once you hear this on the podcast, be sure to reach out to me and we'll get you your gift card. <laughs> He's going to be on the bus on Monday. Like freak out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be like six forty five in the fucking morning. He's gonna be like, "Where's my ten dollars?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right guys now also as we previously discussed uh the global link tournament 2018 international challenge january which is a stupid fucking name ran together like that but that's what they called it uh is currently live uh so good luck to all participating trainers if you are competing in the tournament be sure to let us know about your experience and how you did uh email the show or get at us on social media and we'll be happy to share your experience with the blast burn nation good luck friends now 
On the subject of tournaments, I'd like to remind our listeners that registration is currently active for the first ever Blastburn Radio Invitational Tournament. Uh, this will be a monotype tournament. Types are being randomly assigned as opposed to chosen, and you will get the opportunity to compete against other fans of the show as well as our hosts to see who is the very best. Uh, registration is open for the tournament through February 2nd. Types will be assigned to all registered trainers on February 3rd, next Saturday, and battles will start on the following Saturday, February 10th. If you would like to register, please just join the Blastburn Radio Discord channel. The link to do so will be in the show notes of today's episode. And reach out to either myself or Trainer Mimic in Discord, or just post your interest in the tournament chat channel of the Discord, and we'll get you added to the list of registered competitors. All right, guys. Lastly, the big piece of Pokemon news this week was actually on the Pokemon Go front. So as always, I will defer to our Pokemon Go specialist, our special consultant, Messer Engine. Uh, so Mess Buddy, what is going on in Pokemon Go this week? Well, you know how Niantic does stuff. They're just kind of like, bam, we did something. And everyone's like, oh, good? Uh, that's kind of how I felt uh, back on Tuesday, 123. Uh, Niantic released... A new batch of Hoenn Pokemon, much to everybody's delight, but it was just kind of sudden. At least it was for me. Like, I was checking my news feed, and I was like, oh, okay, that's neat. We got 23 of them, to be specific, including Anorith, Armaldo, I never know how to pronounce that, Armaldo, Lily, Cradley, Boltoy, Claydol, Cacnea, Cacturn, Aeron, Lyron, Agron. Trapinch, Vibrava, Flygon, Whimsor, Loudrid, Explode, Numel, Camerupt, Nosepass, Soul Rock, and Lunatone. I feel like I was doing the fucking poker rap without a little rap to, to rap to. And no, I will never do that for any of you. Don't ask. It's going to be terrible. I cannot rap to save my life. But yeah, so if you... <laughs> if you... Uh, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all. There you go, you did it. Yeah, so if you play Pokemon Go, get out there and catch some new friends. There's new stuff for you to stuff into your digital Pokedex uh, and train up. I know that my my wife, who loves to play Pokemon Go, has been lamenting the fact that Maine is freezing cold and an icy death slick everywhere. So going out walking uh, is not really on our list of things to do recently so unfortunately some of these friends are probably going to have to wait for some melting days at least here in the frozen north now messer engine let's not bullshit you have your price <laughs> how much would our fair listeners need to donate to get an original rendition of messer engine doing the poke rap oh god i have no fucking idea that is a terrible plan jolly it's awful one thousand dollar patreon goal yeah, well, someday when we have a Patreon, that'll be be a, be a little stretch goal for everybody. Mez does the poker app. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really li love this batch of Pokemon being added to Pokemon Go, though. It's funny because, like, I never really think of Hoenn as being, like, like a desertous or mountainous region. And yet, all of these rock and ground types are, for me, like, some of the most memorable Hoenn Pokemon. So, like, that's kind of strange when I really think about it like that. But I'm like, yeah, I love all these rock and ground types when I think of nothing but water when I think of Hoenn. So, that's weird. It's <laughs> fucking stupid. All right? I just, I've been playing through that Emerald file. 
and Hoenn has water everywhere. Like, it's coming out of every, like, mountaintop, like, river. Like, it's all over the place. And then there is a desert just in the middle of the island for no apparent reason when everything else is temperate. I don't... I don't fucking get it. I don't even know where that desert came from. I don't know why there's a tall fucking tower in the middle of the desert. Because Pokemon. Because, uh, Hoenn. <laughs> uh, we're going there soon. Is our engine's going to join Team Lava? It's just going to happen. We're going to go join Team Magma. I'm already figuring oh, out yep, what, uh, what voices I'm going to use for some of the main characters <laughs> in, uh, in Hoenn. Are, are you going to go full Jack Sparrow for Archie? Oh, yeah, yeah, I might. Uh, but yeah, I, it's it's going to be fun. But God, Hoenn's a stupid place. Hoenn is a very stupid place. I agree with you. But you'll get to hear all about that in a couple weeks from us. <laughs> We've been doing this for months. Yeah, not as many months as we spent in, in Gold, Silver, Crystal, though. God damn it, these games are big. Um, <laughs> okay, and and transitioning there, that was our Pokemon news this week. So let's find out about how Gold, Silver, and Crystal are going. Let's talk about our Generation 2 series, uh, our week of Nuzlocke gameplay. So this week was the fourth week of the Kanto post game of our Generation 2 Nuzlocke journey. Uh, this week's gameplay included our final two gems, including the extremely threatening blue of Viridian City gem. And we're now staring down the barrel of our series finale, which is super exciting. Uh, now, as always, Messer Engine was up to stream first for his gameplay this week. So, uh, Mess Buddy, how was your gameplay this week? It was, it was pretty good. I mean... I was concerned about Blue, and I was a little concerned about Brock, just because of how the not-very-effective, super-effective move types split on him, uh, on Brock Pokemon in particular. Uh, we brought Nagata back on the team for a little bit to deal with Brock, because that neutral psychic damage off of a glass cannon like Espeon was really useful. So we side-beamed and surfed the appropriate Pokemon, in Brock's gym to death without really any difficulty. I think good friend of the show, uh, Logan on, on sir walked away from his computer for like a minute and came back and was like, Oh, you just did Brock. I missed the whole thing. He was pretty pumped about that. Uh, and then we headed down to blue. Like we leveled everybody first up to 57. Uh, our level limit for the week was 58. And we decided to opt for an easy mode blue because we have been winning in PvP the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've won both of our matches, and that has resulted in a significant lead for us. Uh, I say us, like I'm three people for me. Uh, and the goal was to ensure that the team that I have is not disrupted so that it can continue, hopefully, to pummel in PvP as we approach the end here. Uh, and it was worth it for me to say, okay, I already have a lead. I don't want to lose anybody. Let's play it safe and just keep that good synergy going that we have in the showdowns. And we did manage to get through it okay. There were a couple of scares just just because Gold Silver Crystal hates my guts. Like, almost all of my deaths, bar one this series, have been to crits crits that kill me from full like crits i can do nothing about and his gyarados crit hyper beamed 
me this week. I was like, oh my god, someone's gonna die. So bad. So bad. Kamal almost died like four times. He was just like, oh, I'm gonna die. I'm like, have a full restore. He's like, oh god, my body. But we got through it. Blue's down. We didn't lose anybody. Mission accomplished. And we'll see whether or not that pays off in the long run. But that, that was the week. Then we just went and polished off the leveling and are not looking forward to the million levels we have to grind for the finale but that's that's next week so yeah good times awesome thanks mess now as always i was up to play second and i actually started my stream on on monday this week uh because yesterday friday yesterday as of this recording this past friday the 26th was my wife's 28th birthday so i didn't want to be tied to my computer and twitch when i should be spending Good, good family time with her. So thank you, Mess, by the way, for vacating your usual Monday night stream to me to allow me to shift my schedule in such a manner. I really appreciate it. No problem. Now, I'm going to start trying to remember to do this at the beginning of my recaps, guys, because we got some feedback that it can be a little bit difficult for some of you guys at home to keep track of which nickname is which Pokemon. So I apologize for that. It's something we were very conscious of at the beginning and maybe got a little sloppy on recently. Uh, But coming into this week, our team consisted of Moscow, the Politoed. It consisted of Mojito, the good, good Meganium. Uh, It consisted of Bumbo, our Slowbro. And... Sazerac, our Porygon 2, Columbia, our Jumpluff, and Salty, our good girl Houndoom. So that's who we brought in. And we had a pretty good feeling coming into this week that that was not the team that we were coming out of, even if everything went according to plan, because I have been thoroughly spanked in PvP two weeks running. And, you know, once once is a coincidence, twice is a pattern kind of deal. Uh, at this point, I, I felt like some change was definitely warranted because there were a couple of threats on each of my opponent's teams that I was managing poorly, if at all. So our goals coming into this week were to obviously defeat both of our enemy gym leaders and do so handily, uh, but then also to make some solid strategic moves on the team uh, to get it functioning in the proper direction. Um, so we came in and we went straight to Brock because, I mean, honestly, Brock isn't really threatening at this point. We saved him to last for the same reason that Mess and Celeste did. Uh, again, rock typing is kind of tricky with the way our rule set works out and, and hard mode and not using super effective moves. Um, but we had a really, really good answer to Brock in Bumbo, uh, who was who has a ridiculously sky high defense stat, uh, who resists the special water moves of Brock's Omastar and Kabutops, and who has a very strong neutral option to hit in Psychic. So Bumbo was tailor-made for this gym fight, and he delivered. He just came in and psychicked everything until it was putty. Uh, mush. <laughs> At that point... We decided to go ahead and grind. Much as Messer Engine did, we wanted to make sure that we were close-ish, at least, to level limit before we went to take on Blue, because why take unnecessary risks? We actually went back to Johto to do our grinding this week, and the, the logic there was... I promised you guys that I was not going to chase dogs around the Johto region, and I meant that, and I'm going to keep that promise. But I had a lot of grinding to do, and I figured, you know what? If dogs come to me... I can punch him in the fucking face real hard, and that's not cheating. That's not lying. So that's what I did. <laughs> I went back to Johto, 
And I just ran around a patch of grass and murdered things for a good long while um, and got the whole team up to about the 56-57 region before we headed back to Kanto and back to Blue in the Viridian City Gym. Now, going into Blue, the strategy was to buff up our good boy Sazerac, get him all beefed out in defense and attack with curse, and then just fucking roll tide with that good, good digital duck all over Blue's face. And so that was that was the strat. What concerned me on Blue was A, the possibility of a crit, uh, particularly as Messer Engine has mentioned, a crit hyperbeam from that Gyarados would have been particularly threatening because, yeah, it would cut right through all of that stacked defense that those curses earned us and just murder our poor boy Sazerac. And that's horrifying because Sazerac is probably the strongest member of the team at this point, at least when he can function on all, all cylinders. Um, so we came in. We led with Columbia. We put Blue's Pidgeot to sleep and hit it with the Leech Seed, that old Johto special, as Messer Engine likes to call it. And then we switched into Sazerac and started cursing up. And for the most part, it worked out really, really well. The Pidgeot stayed asleep for a good three-ish turns. And then when it woke up, it was it was hitting Sazerac, but he already had several curses up. And then with Leech Seed recovery, it was just doing essentially nothing. It got a little spoopy when it started using Mirror Move and copying the curses, but at that point I had so many buffs on it that I wasn't super concerned, and I just let Leech Seed kill it as I cursed myself up to maximum buffs and then recovered off damage so I was going in at full health against the rest of the team. And at that point, I just steamrolled everything. Probably the most threatening member of, of Blue's team at that point, without the possibility of a crit at least, was his Alakazam. Um, because, of course, Psychic is a special move. It would, even though Porygon 2 is very bulky in special defense, um, it wouldn't have been hitting that massively boosted defense stat. So that was concerning. But the Alakazam didn't use Psychic. It used Reflect, which Sazerac just ate through like butter because he was a big beefy boy at that point. Even managing to three-hit KO Blue's right on with its massive physical defense, its resistance to normal moves, and a reflect up. It still killed it in three hits because Sazerac is a fucking murderer. So we steamrolled through Blue's entire team on hard mode, took our 50 big points, helped close that points gap just a little bit, and then we left the gym. At that point, all that was really left to us was to decide what changes we were going to make on the team going into PvP this week. And after a lot of, well, first of all, the, the very first thing that we did, I apologize. I'm getting a little bit of my head of myself. The very first thing that we wanted to do was to go see what our final encounter on the series was going to be. And this was a very important encounter because there were a couple of things available to us that would have been game changing, particularly against Messer Engine and that big bear Bobby that we have had no answer for for the last several weeks. And that is, of course, the Mount Silver encounter. So you, you don't get access to Mount Silver until you've defeated all of the gems. Then you go talk to Professor Oak and he gives you access. So we did that. We went down to Pallet Town. We talked to Professor Oak who gave us access to Mount Silver. So we went out that way. Now, there are a number of sub areas inside Mount Silver where you can get encounters. Ultimately, the two encounters that were the most interesting to us, the most uh, compelling to me and to my team were the possibility of either 
uh, a Larvitar, which would make Celeste furious after she managed to kill her poor sweet Kefka, and would also be a really strong defensive option who would resist the normal type stab of Bobby and have really, really strong moves to hit back with. So yeah, Tyranitar is amazing. That's not news to anybody. Um, the other really compelling option, however, was a Misdreavus, uh, which would have been a pure ghost type who would have been immune to all of Bobby's normal stab attacks, uh, would not have the weaknesses to psychic and ground that Gengar sports being pure ghost and has some really interesting and kind of trollsy moveset options. So I was really interested in pulling one of those two Pokemon. And if you go up the waterfalls inside the Mount Silver Cave and into the little caves at the top, that particular encounter table gave us the best chance of getting one of those two. Up there, you have a 30% chance to encounter a Mistrevis, and I think still only a 5% chance to encounter a Larvitar, but that 5% is kind of across the board in gold and silver, at least. I think some of the later areas in crystal have a higher chance, but that's neither here nor there. So that was where we decided we were going to get our encounter. And our encounter in Mount Silver was a fucking Golduck. Another fucking water type. The last thing on Earth that we possibly needed. Uh, We named him Tom for the mixed drink Tom Collins and put him in the fucking PC where he will never again see the light of day. So that was really salty, but you know, it, it is what it is. We can't always get the best encounters. So at that point, I had to decide who was getting a spot on the team, who was losing a spot on the team, because the team could not stay the way it was. Ultimately, what I decided was that Moscow, our polytoad, for all the upside that he potentially had, he hadn't been living up to that upside. He was a force in the first week that I brought him to PvP because neither of my competitors were prepared for him. They quickly worked out strategies to neutralize him, and he has had very little to no presence since then. So it was folly to keep him around and let him continue to be thoroughly handled. So ultimately, we benched poor Moscow back into the PC, and in Moscow's place, we brought a a blast from the past, a friend that looked like he was going to be a big player on the team until I went in a different direction, our good boy Vesper the Drowsy. So we leveled Vesper all the way from like level 16, where I left him outside of Goldenrod City like two months ago, leveled him all the way up, gave him a very interesting, not at all conventional, but very interesting moveset uh, that I'm hoping is going to be a big, big help in helping to combat some of the particular threats that we've had issue with. And that's the team. Everybody else mostly remained the same. Um, I did teach Mojito Toxic over light screen just because I felt like that might be a more interesting or, or compelling option. Um, and then off stream, I did wind up teaching Vesper Shadow Ball over Ice Punch. But yeah, uh, overall, that's where the team is at. We did bring in a brand new psychic type in Vesper. Uh, a very good defensive tank, and a fairly solid mixed attacker. So I'm hoping that we're going to see some good results there. Uh, but we'll see. Either way, um, for good or for ill, that is the decision I made. That is the team that we have. While leveling Vesper, we did encounter legendary dogs twice. We ran once into Suicune and once into Entei. We got a single swing off on both of them, and we failed to kill either of them in that swing. And after a lot of deliberation, I've decided that That's that. This week was the stream of destiny. If I was meant to KO a legendary dog, 
it would have happened during that grind session. It didn't. And so I'm not, I will not be going back to Johto to grind uh, for the week leading up to the finale. The dogs are off the table for me. I am going to win or lose based on my performance in PVP and in gameplay over the next eight days. So yeah, that was, that was my week. And again, I'm not entirely sure how that's going to pan out for me, but it is what it is. And we're riding the train that we're on until we reach the end. Um, but as always, I was not the last of us to stream. That was, of course, our good friend Celeste. Uh, so Celeste, hun, how was your Nuzlocke gameplay this week? My gameplay went pretty smoothly this week. Um, I was pretty worried about Blue, but I wasn't too worried about Brock because of my Alakazam Elaine. Um, she was able to basically go in and one-shot everything of Brock's with no issue. So I went and did that first and had no issue with Brock. Everything just fell to her. After that, I went and leveled to prepare for Blue because I was really worried about Blue. I had a strategy going into it. But I still wanted all my Pokemon at at least level 57, because in case that strategy failed and I lost my Alakazam, then I wouldn't want to lose the rest. I would want them to be prepared to fight. After leveling, I went into Blue's Gym, started with my Dragonite, paralyzed the Pidgeot, and then switched into my Alakazam. And my plan was to basically use Recover whenever it hit me. And when I had the chance from Paralyze or using Mirror Move, to use an X special for until I got to the point where I felt comfortable that I could one-shot everything. And I had done some simulations on Pokemon Showdown, uh, their simulation tool. The first time I've ever done this, I really feel weird about doing it. Versus um, the max EV things, because they don't have anything zero EVs on that tool. And it, the numbers look good enough. It was doing two shots to everything with max EVs, and I know gym leaders don't have EVs. I put way too much thought into this week, but whatever. So I got three X specials on my Alakazam, and Elaine just kind of swept Blue's team as well. So I ended up with 100 points from both gems without any losses, which was really good. I needed a week like this. After that, I went to go finish leveling and to catch my final encounter in Mount Silver. I actually caught a gold duck as well. I named it Cockatrice, and it's going to stay in the PC as well. I tried leveling in Mount Silver for a bit, but it got dangerous. And to the point where I was scared enough to not level there anymore. So I backed out and killed tentacles until I was at level again. And then I finished out the week by leveling up uh, some other Pokemon so I could go kill Lugia. I leveled up my Electrobuzz and uh, my Jump Bluff, as well as a couple others just to have options. I believe I, I, yeah, I pulled Gogo back out of the bank just to have a backup for Electrobuzz. Something else that could use Thunder Punch. Went and put Lugia to sleep with Jump Bluff, uh, threw down a Leech Seed, and then switched into Electrobuzz and killed it with no issue for those 40 points. And, oh, there's a funny story of that. The first time I went to Lugia's cave, I had forgotten to get the Silver Wing, so I had to run all the way back and get the Silver Wing in Pewter City, actually. And so that added some extra time of the week. Other than that, it was a really smooth week. Nothing else happened. <laughs> you know, Celeste, I am still really, really salty that you have a Final Fantasy naming convention and you did not name a single one of your goddamn Pokemon Doom Train, despite me requesting it with everything you fucking caught. There is no Doom Train in Final Fantasy VI. There's the Phantom Train, but there's it's, no Doom Train. It's fucking Doom Train. It is not. It is Doom Train. If it is a Final Fantasy and there is a train, guess what? Toot toot, it's fucking Doom Train. <laughs> 
I beg to differ. All right. Well, well. Uh, aside from Jolly being salty over over train nomenclature, uh, <laughs> moving on in our show, this is of course the portion of our show where we would mourn our dearly departed deceased. But this time, we don't have any. <laughs> We did it, guys. This is the first week, I think, in the entire Series 2. I could be wrong, but I think this is the first week ever in Series 2 that we have had zero deaths to mourn. If it happened, it only happened once, and it happened so infrequently that we don't fucking remember. So many deaths, so many lost lives. It's so sad. We, we, we look back at you, all of our legion of Fallen, over the last three fucking months, and we remember you. But for this week, there was not a name added to that tally. So, congratulations, guys. We did it. Are we going to do a giant in memoriam at the end? That would be like an entire hour-long podcast by itself, because <laughs> we killed a lot of fucking friends. Um, this is true. Maybe as a bonus episode, that might be lulzy. I don't know. If if you guys want to see that, I tell you what, if if you want to see us do an entire in memoriam where we remember every single friend that we lost in the entirety of series two as a bonus podcast episode, then I want you to go onto Twitch and subscribe to either myself or Messer Engine. If we between the two of us pick up five new subs this week, we will do a bonus episode that is an in memoriam for the entire series so don't subscribe to me i understand you can't accept subscribers you're not a, an affiliate that's not how the, any of this works i know i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so that was our gameplay uh this week that was our week of nuzlocke uh, now let's check in with our community playing along at home uh this week was another great week for community interaction we're always happy to talk with you guys and hear about what you're up to so thank you for taking the time to write to us uh this week we got another email from friend of the show cameron johns uh, he has gotten his campus nuzlocke group running and he wanted to update us on his progress through pokemon sun uh, mess would you care to read our email from cameron yeah absolutely he says hey there jolly mez and celeste i just wanted to give you a quick update on the nuzlocke group and i hope that i sent this email on time to make the new podcast i currently have a rowlet named peter and a picky pack named mr tumnus uh, who is by far best boy because he survived two critical hits from house poplio and managed to take him out Rowlet is okay, but I'm not really a huge fan of grass starters. But this is what I got in the draft that we did, so I should stop complaining. The other guy has a Lidden named Little Boy, and it looks like that is all he has at the moment. If I remember correctly, he accidentally killed his Route 1 encounter with a critical. Uh, it looks like we might be getting a couple more people to join us soon. And we'll have to wait for them to catch up, but it'll be worth it. I will also be pointing them in the direction of this podcast because I think we can gather some good strategy from the podcast and have less deaths than otherwise, as long as we don't play as sleepy boys. Uh, thank you so much for making this podcast, and please continue to create great content for us listeners. Yours in Alola, Cameron Johns. Thanks, Cameron. I, I just want to point out really quickly that I I believe at least that this is a typo. But in Cameron's email, he actually wrote that his picky peck's name is Mount Tumnus. So I just can't help but think of this like fucking Mount Rushmore esque mountain with this angry fucking bird face on it. So that's an amazing visual. So thank you for that. <laughs> Get on that art community. We need to post that. 
Yes. <laughs> but thank you, Cameron. I am glad that you enjoy the show and that you find it helpful. Uh, I have to say, I was never a huge fan of the grass starters either, but doing the show and using really great grass types like Amaretto, my Vileplume, uh, Columbia, my Jumpluff, and of course, Mojito has really warmed me up to grass types. Like it's become one of my favorite types of Pokemon. And I hope that your Peter is a good, good boy for you as well. Okay, now we also heard this week once again from community moderator and proud member of Team Messer Engine, Pegasus League Live. Uh, Celeste, would you do us the honors and read our message from Pegasus this week? Sure, Pegasus says, Hello guys and listeners, it seems the most anticlimactic of ends has come to my silver run. The phone that contains the save file is gone and I have no idea where it is in the slightest. I'm going to attempt the fucking impossible though. I'm going to attempt to run the whole fucking game once again. The whole goddamn thing. Why? Because I never give up. I'm not just going to go at solo either. I'm going to stream the damn thing. Whenever I have a free moment, I will be streaming Pokemon Silver and attempting to catch up. Maybe you three or some of the lovely listeners will help me pull through this endeavor. Regardless, I'm going to need luck and skill. Hope PvP goes well. See ya. Thank you, Celeste. Uh, oh, man, Pegasus. I'm so sorry, dude. That is absolutely brutal. Uh, I know what it's like to lose good boys to lost saves rather than death. Uh, R.I.P. Sir Burb in heaven. Uh, and it's it's not any easier. Like, it's harder, if anything. Uh, I do hope that your speed run goes well, sir, and know that we are definitely cheering you on. Yeah, you got a lot of game to go through, bud. I, I feel so bad for you. It's at least 50 plus hours. Even running through it fast. Yeah, it's it's a whole fucking lot. Do do we want to have our in memoriam now, but have it for for Pegasus's team? Is that <laughs> is that what we want to do? If we were more prepared for it, maybe. Yeah, no, I I didn't write anything up for that, so no. Hohenheim, your icy fists of death killed many a Pokemon. Don't forget Nina the Quagsire. Oh, and he had a shiny Tentacruel. Oh man, I'm so sorry, Peg. That is brutal. Sloth them a champ. It was the, the the three Machamp Amigos, and now there's only one. There's only one, Amigo. He will not die. Not yet. Not yet, Amigo. <laughs> 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 All right, now, in addition to losing his phone and thus his save and all of his dear, dear, precious children, Pegasus also got busy memeing in Photoshop this week uh, with with disturbing results. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about the things that Pegasus made in Photoshop. <laughs> Vamanos, Mojito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to see that stuff, be sure to check out the, the Blastburn Radio Twitter. It's all linked on there, but I, I don't know how I feel about any of that. A bumbo in a bumbo, drinking a bumbo, playing a bumbo. We had Bumbo Inception and Jolly the Dora the Explorer, and I... I have feelings, and I don't know how to express them. Yeah, I know. You did a real good job on Twitter. What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, all right, guys. If you are a proud member of the Blastburn Nation and you are playing along with us at home, or even if you're just listening to and loving the podcast, which I I hope that you are. I love you loving the podcast. Uh, We want to hear about it. Uh, Be sure to get at us through email, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, other social media, and just let us know about your Nuzlocke run or about your experience with Pokemon and Nuzlocke and our show. Uh, We want to hear about all of that stuff. And you guys, our community, you make this all worthwhile for us. So thank you. Yes, thanks very much. Like, there's been so many big changes 
over the course of season two. The audience has grown. We've had a lot of new faces and we love you all. We, we love that you show up for streams and listen to the podcast and email us and play along with us. So keep doing that. It makes us feel real good. Also, uh, Hoenn soon. So go, go find your emulator or your hard copies and get ready to play along. All right, guys. Now that was our week in gameplay. So now there's only, there's only one thing left to do in Kanto. And that is, of course, our PvP showdown. Uh, it is time for us to battle. Now, coming into tonight's showdown, we are neck and neck going into the final stretch. Uh, last week, Messer Engine was dominant in PvP for the second week running. And despite taking the easy road against Blue, he is still in a respectable lead, bringing in 1,540 points. I, Jolly by Nature, am still in second place, despite the beating that I have taken at the hands of my competitors for two weeks running, with a total of 1,485 points, and Celeste remains in third, though breathing down my neck with 1,475 points, only down at this point by 10 points. Uh, now, as always, last week's big winner in PvP must defend the stick first, and that is you, uh, once again, Messer Engine. Who will you be battling first this week? Oh, it's your turn, Celeste. I fought Jolly first last week. It's only fair. All right. Okay, guys. Well, here we go. All right, guys. So once again, in the gold corner, we have our good friend, the well-oiled machine himself, Messer Engine, leading out with his starter, his best friend, Holden the Feraligator. Uh, Celeste Lost, on the other hand, in the... God, I can't ever decide what fucking color her fucking corner is. Periwinkle, blue, sky blue, fucking crystal. Fuck, it's made of glass. I don't give a shit. The crystal corner, Celeste is leading out with Bahamut, her good, good, extreme speed Dragonite. Lady, gentlemen, are you ready? Yes. Yeah, Dragonite's a scary dude. Yeah, he's, he's pretty spoops. Alright guys, you may begin. Alright, and Ooh. Holden out speeding and going for the Blizzard, which is of course quad effective on the Dragonite, dealing 99% of its health, leaving him hanging on by a thread. Bahamut no slouch though, leading back in with Thunder, which also hits super effective, dealing 66% of Holden's health. Holden, you couldn't have sneezed and just pushed it over? <laughs> Angry dragon. Alright, and Holden comes back out in favor of Casimir, the Gengar, who switches into an extreme speed from Bahamut, which is a normal type move, and thus Casimir is immune and gets a clean switch. Good play by Messer Engine. Alright, Bahamut, the Dragonite, coming back out in favor of Odin, the Marowak, with that big, thick club being very, very threatening. That was a mistake. Odin, however, eats an Ice Punch on the Switch, which isn't a particularly strong move, but off the special attack of Gengar, it's enough, dealing 68% to the Marowak on the Switch. And Casimir goes right back into the Ice Punch, and Odin goes down, unable to make a mark on the match. And Elaine, the Alakazam, coming in for Celeste. And Casimir, the Gengar, coming back out from Master Engine in favor of Kamal the Ampharos. Uh, Kamal does eat a Psychic on the Switch for 43% of his health. 
and Elaine coming back out in favor of Bahamut, the Dragonite, still at 1% health. Uh, Bahamut eats the Thunder Wave on the switch, paralyzing it. So it is now paralyzed with 1% health. This dragon is on death's fucking door. And it does fight through the paralysis and get the extreme speed off, dealing 37% of Kamal's health uh, before it goes down to a fire punch. That was a very solid play by Celeste, however. Uh, at least Bahamut's death had some meaning. Elaine the Alakazam coming back out for Celeste Lost. It does outspeed a new psychic. And that's it for Kamal the Ampharos. He goes down. Bobby, that shiny bear that has been so incredibly threatening for Messer Engine coming out. Bobby eats a Psychic for 48% of its health, uh, leaving it at 52. Uh, it does, however, return with the return, dealing 83% of Elaine the Alakazam's health, leaving it in red. Bobby then has a little bit of snacks from her leftovers. Bobby eats another Psychic for 44% of her health, goes back to the return, which is an entirely unnecessary crit, and brings down Elaine the Alakazam. Uh, Bobby does eat a little bit of that leftovers back up to 20% health. And Bobby comes back out in favor of Casimir the Gengar, who eats a quick attack from Rachel on the Switch, which once again does nothing to the ghost-type Casimir. And Rachel the Pidgeot comes out in favor of Orochurosu, I think, um, the Knots not Ultros, the shiny, shiny Tentacruel. Uh, Orochirosu eats an Ice Punch on the Switch, which freezes it solid. However, it immediately thaws and eats its leftovers. So it, it only took 3% health after the leftovers recovery from that Ice Punch. Good, good shiny boy. And Casimir goes for the Hypnosis, and Not Ultros is now asleep. Back to 100% health, but asleep. Casimir comes out in favor of Bobby the Ursa Ring, uh, who comes in on the remaining sleeping Tentacruel and eats a little bit of snacks and recovers back up to 26% health. Uh, on the following turn, uh, the Tentacruel remains asleep and Bobby uses rest, fully healing itself. On the following turn, Orochirosu wakes up and uses Rain Dance, setting rain on the field. Uh, Bobby the Ursa Ring uses Snore, hitting it for 21%. And both of these competitors have leftovers on, so I will be doing my best to update you as to the total health remaining at the end of each turn, because it will be slowly ticking up. And Bobby the Ursaring coming back out in favor of Burton the Kingdra, who eats a Surf on the Switch, which is quad-resisted, only dealing 13% of its health. Uh, the Tentacruel does use leftovers for recovery, going back up to 92. Uh, the Tentacruel goes into Blizzard, dealing 31% to Burton. Clearly finding an answer to Burton for that Tentacruel was on Celeste's priority list uh, this week, and that is certainly doing much better than any of the options that she had previously. Burton hits with Dragon's Breath for 18% and paralyzes the Tentacruel. Burton goes back to Dragon's Breath for another 18%. The Tentacruel uses Blizzard and misses. On the following turn, Burton uses Rest and regains all of its health. It eats another Blizzard for another 34% health. Burton uses Sleep Talk, which procs another Rest, so it's back to full. Uh, and then the Tentacruel is paralyzed at 82%. Uh, Burton uses Sleep Talk again, which procs a Rest, which does nothing, as it was already at full health. Uh, the Tentacruel goes back to Blizzard for 30%. 
Burton, the Kingdra, uses Sleep Talk, which procs a Dragon's Breath. Uh, the Tenacruel uses Blizzard, dealing 32% to Burton, taking it down to 38. On the following turn, Burton rests yet again, regaining all of its health. Uh, the Tenacruel uses Giga Drain, dealing 16%, and then also using Leftovers. So currently, Tentacruel is paralyzed at 92% health. Burton, the Kingdra, is asleep under rest with 84%. Tentacruel comes back out in favor of Rachel the Pidgeot. Uh, Burton, the Kingdra, uses Sleep Talk, which procs another rest and regains its full health. And Rachel the Pidgeot uses Return, dealing 34% to Burton. Uh, Burton uses Sleep Talk, which procs a Surf, dealing 44% to the Pidgeot. Uh, Pidgeot goes back to Return, dealing 39% to Burton the Kingdra. Uh, The Kingdra... Uh, apparently, Master Engine lost track of his sleep counter because it does nothing. It simply remains asleep. And Burton comes out in favor of Casimir that Gengar, who eats a return on the Switch, however, again, as a ghost type, that return does nothing. Oh, Rachel stays in and eats the Ice Punch from Casimir for 63% of her health. She hits back with Wing Attack, only dealing 28% to the ghost. And Casimir goes back to the Ice Punch, and the bird is down. Lock the Typhlosion coming out for Celeste. And Casimir goes for the Hypnosis on Lock, trying to put that Typhlosion to sleep. It misses, however. Lock goes for the Fire Blast, dealing 60% to Casimir. On the following turn, Casimir uses Destiny Bond. Lock goes to the Fire Punch, and they are both fainted. Celeste is down to her shiny Tentacruel, Orotumasu, or, or, or not Ultros. Holden the Feraligator coming in for Master Engine, uh, the Tentacruel coming back out for Celeste, of course. Holden uses Earthquake, dealing 66% of the Tentacruel's health. It is paralyzed on its turn and gets a little bit of leftovers recovery. It's up to 38%. Holden's at 34. However, Holden outspeeds and goes back to the Earthquake, and that is enough to do it. Messer Engine has just won his fifth? Is it your fifth or your sixth PvP match running in a row, Mess? Uh... I don't know. Fifth, at least. Good game, though. I think it's your fifth. Good good game to both competitors. Yeah, good game. I, I will say, and this is, this is not reflective on either of you, just on the metagame of Generation 2 in general, I'm so ready to move on to a less stally fucking competitive metagame where we can maybe hope for matches to go for fewer than 40 turns. This one did, but it didn't look like it was going to. <laughs> All right. Now, as always, uh, the loser does give up the sticks. So that means that I am up next to take on Messer Engine and that terrifying team. So I guess that's a thing that I have to do now. Uh, Celeste, are you ready, hon? All right. I am ready. All right. Let's rock and roll. In the gold corner, we have Messer Engine leading in with Casimir, his Gengar. And in the silver corner, we have Jolly leading in with Columbia, his Jump Off. Are you two ready? I I am ready. I'm not feeling great about this particular matchup, however. (laughs) Yep. All right, you may begin. Jolly switches into Bumbo, his Slowbro, and Casimir Ice Punches, knocking Bumbo down to 95% health after leftovers. Kamal comes out for a Mezzer Engine, who takes a Psychic for 34% of its health. Bumbo is fully restored by its leftovers. Kamal goes into a Thunder Wave, paralyzing Bumbo, and takes another Psychic. It is now at 32% health. Jolly switches in Mojito, his Meganium, and Kamal tries to use Thunder, but it misses, and they're staring each other down. Bobby comes out for Mezzer Engine and takes a Earthquake on the switch, knocking it down to 80% health after leftovers. 
Mojito throws a toxic on Bobby, and Bobby sets up a curse. A critical hit earthquake Ooh. takes Bobby down to 28% health. Bobby uses another curse. After leftovers and toxic, Bobby is down to 22% health. And Giga Drain finishes off Bobby. Fuck your bear. Yeah, you're a lucky little bitch. Otherwise, it would have been repeat of week three. <laughs> just crushing you. I, I still had a plan. I wasn't going to tell you what it was because I don't want you to be prepared for it until you see it. But I had a plan. But I'm, I'll take that shit. Uh, let's sigh. And Burton comes out from Mezzer Engine. And Jolly switches back into Columbia. Columbia takes a Dragon's Breath on the switch in, losing 26% of itself. Columbia is asleep powder and Burton is asleep. Columbia sets up that Johto special with the leech seed. Burton uses sleep talk into a surf and knocks Columbia down to 65% elf after leech seed. Mezzardin switches into Casimir and Columbia sets up a sunny day. Bumbo comes out for Jolly. And Hypnosis misses Bumbo. Holden comes out for Mezzardin, who takes a not very effective fire blast, but it is sunny, so it takes 24% of Holden's health. That was a nice prediction. And Holden uses return. And Bumbo is fully paralyzed. Bumbo is now at 86% health after leftovers, and Holden is at 76% health. Another return into Bumbo, knocks it down to 62% health, and Holden is at 33%. That thing is so tanky. Bumbo best boy! Burton comes out for Mezzerengin, who hit a critical hit. Psychic knocks him down to 14% health. You better hope that either I'm paralyzed or your uh, sleep talk procs a rest. Ah! Burton sleep talks into rest. And Bumbo is fully paralyzed. (laughs) It was both. (laughs) Jumpliff comes out for Jolly. And it takes a Sleep Talk and is paralyzed. Or Sleep Talk's Dragon's Breath. It is down to 40% health. And Burton's at full health. Columbia is paralyzed still. And Burton is fast asleep. Burton wakes up and uses Dragon's Breath. And Columbia wakes up and uses Sleep Seed. Dragon's Breath knocks (laughs) Columbia down to 1% health. That focus band keeping it alive. And... Burton is now asleep due to sleep powder. Messer Engine is swimming in a river of salt right now. <laughs> it sleep socks into a surf and Columbia is down. Sazerac comes out for Jolly. And Murtry comes out for Messer Engine. Sazerac sets up a curse. And Jolly switches back into Bumbo, who takes a cross chop that's not very effective. After leftovers, Bumbo is at 68% health and still paralyzed. Burton comes back out for Messer Engine. Burton takes a psychic for 38% of its health. Burton uses Sleep Talk and it rests and takes another Psychic for 38% of its health. While Bumbo is healing by eating those leftovers, it's 80% now. Burton takes a Psychic. There must have been a miscount in the sleep because Burton did not use a move. Burton is still asleep and it takes another Psychic and it is at... Dead. It is actually dead, yes. That wasn't a rest sleep. That was I actually put him to sleep. Yeah, That's why. I forgot. It's confusing when half or a third of my team sleeps on a regular basis. <laughs> Kamal comes out for Mezzer Engine, and Mojito comes out for Jolly. Mojito takes a Thunder on the switch. It is now at 76% health. Kamal takes an Earthquake and is down. Casimir comes out for Mezzer Engine. Ice Punch hits Mojito down to 35% health, and Earthquake takes Casimir down to 29% health. Ice Punch finishes off Mojito, and Salty the Houndoom comes out for Jolly. Casimir puts Salty to sleep with hypnosis. Well, that's Salty. Hey. And Bumbo comes out for Jolly, taking a Giga Drain on the switch. Bumbo is at 57% health after leftovers. Casimir is now at 55% health after using Giga Drain. Vesper comes out for Jolly, taking another Giga Drain on the switch. 
Casimir's at 65% health, Vesper is at 90% health. Casimir sets up a Destiny Bond and takes a Psychic, and it kills Vesper with it. So they're thinking very hard on what to throw out next. Holden comes out for Mesur Engine, and Bumbo comes out for Jelly. Bumbo takes a return for 21% of its health, and Holden takes a Psychic and is finished off. Mercury comes out for Mesur Engine. Bumbo takes a Cross Chop for 16% of its health, and Mercury takes a Psychic for 70% of its health. Bumbo's at 38% after leftovers. Mercury uses Strength, hitting Bumbo for 19% of its health, and Bumbo is paralyzed. Mercury hits Bumbo for another Strength, and Bumbo goes into Surf, finishing off Mercury. Jolly wins the battle. Good game, sir. Fucking good game. I, I would feel bad that I won so thoroughly due to RNG, but at the same fucking time, I've lost to RNG for two weeks in a row, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly, your team is in pretty bad shape right now, and uh, if Bobby hadn't died that early, I would have continued to raffle stomp you, but good game on that. Ah, uh, I've got a strategy for Bobby now, and I'm super excited that I didn't have to expose it this week, and it can still come as a surprise next week on the finale. Eh. If... Eh. Eh. I, I don't really <laughs> care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that leaves Messer Engine 1-1 one and one on the week, so at least we don't have to deal with his cocky ass going 2-0 and oh three weeks in a row. Uh, hey, but now I we get to see... I went 2-0 and like five weeks this season, so I'm going to be cocky ass all through season three. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's totally fair. <laughs> but that means that uh, me and Celeste are left to battle it out for the remaining 25 PvP points on the week. Uh, so Celeste, hun, are you ready? Yep. Celeste, I'm are- counting on you. Fuck him up. I'll try. Do it. Over I'm- in the crystal corner, we have Locke the Typhlosion ready to rumble and it looks like it's going to be a battle of starters because jolly has started with mojito the meganium are you two ready to battle no <laughs> i am all right you may begin jolly switches into bumbo anticipating a fire blast that does in fact come and brings him down to after lefties 84 percent and there's nothing but silence here, folks, as the two competitors stare each other down, weighing their options. Celeste decides to switch into Bahamut, the Dragonite, and Bumbo surfs. Uh, it only brings uh, the Dragonite down to 83%. Lefties recover on Bumbo, brings it up to 90 Bahamut goes for the Para, the Thunder Wave on Bumbo. It does hit, and Bumbo is fully paralyzed. In the next round, a Thunder comes out, hit, hitting Bumbo down to 35%, but Bumbo fights through that paralysis and blizzards, and unlike Holden, finishes the job, dropping that Dragonite into the grave. Uh, but out comes Elaine, the Alakazam for Celeste, and Jolly goes ahead and switches in Vesper, that Hypno, uh, to, to counter it. It takes a Thunder Punch on the switch in, bringing it to 89%. Celeste switches into Odin, her Marowak, who takes a Shadow Ball on the switch and is, and is at 81%. Columbia comes out for Jolly. Uh, it gets hit with a Bonerang, uh, Bomerang on uh, the switch in, but it does not do anything because Columbia is a flying Pokemon. Locke comes out for Celeste right into the Sleep Powder, uh, but it is holding a Mint Berry, so it eats it and wakes up. But it gets reslept on the next turn and is still sleeping. Celeste switches Odin back in. 
uh, just in time to get hit with that Johto special Leech Seed, uh, which is unfortunate. Columbia tries to stun Spore, but doesn't land it, and Odin uses Return, bringing Columbia down to 49%. On the next attempt at stun Spore, misses again. Uh, Odin returns one more time. It's a critical hit and drops Columbia. Out comes Mojito uh, for Celeste, who uses Giga Drain and with the Leech Seed coverage on Marowak, drops it. Mojito is at 63%. Out comes Rachel, the amazing critting bird for Celeste. Let's see if it can continue its crit streak. A wing attack comes out, uh, bringing Mojito down to 27%, but Mojito uses Toxic. That's going to limit the amount of time that Rachel can stay in the game. Also, just to clarify, uh, Celeste did not suddenly become the trainer of Mojito. That was... <laughs> she did not steal my starter. She's not Team Rocket. She uh, she <laughs> she adopted Mojito. Uh, Rachel uses wing attack, but it's Bumbo she meets instead who comes out for Jolly. Bumbo, after lefties, is at 32%. Out comes... Orotoroso, the Tentacruel, uh, who is at 93% on the switch-in due to a surf. Uh, after lefties, Bumbo recovers on his lefties up to 38% and then is switched out in favor of Mojito, who is at 20% after getting hit with a Giga Drain. But that Tentacruel is having none of that and Blizzard's dropping Mojito down. Out comes Sazerac for Jolly, that super duck. A rain dance from the Tentacruel uh, lays down the rain, but Sazerac curses, getting ready to set up for that sweep. A surf from the Tentacruel brings Sazerac down to 54%. It curses again, and it gets hit with surf, bringing it down to 11%, but Sazerac recovers, going up to 61%, and then back down to 11% from a surf. And now back down to 19%. We're going to be doing this all day, folks. It's currently up to 69% on the recovery. A blizzard this time instead brings Sazerac down only to 45%. Sazerac uses return, bringing the tentacle down to 19%. It surfs again. Sazerac does its recover. It's back up to 66%. There, there is so much back and forth here, folks. Between lefties and recover... Uh, Tentacruel is at 31% right now. Sazerac is at 70% with two curse stacks up. It curses again. And Tentacruel is now up to 44% from lefties. Another Blizzard comes out from the Tentacruel, but misses. And Sazerac has cursed more and more and more. It is up to three stages attack up, three stage defense up. It uses return and drops down Tentacruel. Out comes Elaine for Celeste, that Alakazam, hoping to put Sazerac into the grave, but it doesn't quite do it. Sazerac's at 29%. Alakazam is dropped by return. And out comes Rachel to save the day. Let's see what happens. A return from Rachel does not do much due to that good curse defense. And Sazerac returns and drops Drops that Mon. Out comes Locke for Celeste, who was sleeping, but wakes up and Fire Blast, dropping Sazerac. But there are three Mon to go on Jolly's team. And out comes Vesper, the Hypno, 
uh, to face Locke. It eats a fire blast and comes down to 57%, but a psychic in return brought Locke down and is now sitting at 12%. It's back and forth, but it looks like Vesper ends it with a shadow ball. The winner is Jolly by Nature. Good game, Celeste. Good game. Okay, well, awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm certainly a little bit gratified to see that change of fortunes after the last several weeks of being whipped like a not racist analogy of someone that gets whipped. I promise I'm going to stop with the racism. Um, <laughs> okay. So after those PVP points on the week, uh, Messer engine has, uh, built a little bit on that good, good point total. It's picking up 25 PVP points from his match with Celeste retaining the lead with a total of 1,565. Uh, however, that lead has been narrowed a little bit as I did manage to pick up 50 sorely needed PVP points on the week which is going to bring my total up to 1,535. Now only down 30 points from our leader Messer engine. When next week, all both of our PvP matches will be worth 40. So this is truly anyone's game right now. Um, Celeste is remaining in third place and is now a little bit farther behind with the remaining total of 1475. However, with the danger that we are running into against red, as well as the increased value of PVP next week, this, she could still easily win the series guys. Any of us could take it at this point. I wish I had Kefka. <laughs> so how, how are you feeling guys? How are you feeling after this week's uh, showdown? I feel like tonight's outcome was the worst possible outcome I could have hoped for. I needed you to lose at least one match for me to feel some level of comfort going into the finale, and that just wasn't a thing. It just wasn't to be the case. Uh, I take that back. The worst possible outcome is I could have lost two, and you could have won two. So it wasn't the worst, but it definitely was not ideal. I needed Celeste to beat you and keep breathing down your neck, like, right behind you. Well, I will say this. We're, we're in the position that we were in series one mess, but it's reversed. You know, we talked at great length going into our finale of series one about how even though we were so close, I had a pretty extreme advantage because you had to win one more showdown than I won in order to win the series. I'm in that position now. Like we're really close, but you can go one and one. If you win one, I have to win them both if I want to win. Oh, I know, but you know me and critical hits. I'm gonna get one shot crit when I go in there, and it's gonna be the bear. You know <laughs> that that is the way that goes. It's gonna be fucking Red's Pikachu, of all things, too. I was so happy to just murder the shit out of that fucking bear. <laughs> yeah, Giga Drain did just enough to stop the rest ah it's beautiful how about you celeste how are you feeling about your team right now not that great um honestly losing that jolteon made cubone kind of hurt and it was going to be replaced but then i lost my tyranitar due to stupidity therefore my team doesn't feel as threatening as it should have been i, I will say that marowak is still plenty threatening like it it beat columbia like a redheaded stepchild there we go that's something that you beat that has no racial connotations <laughs> i, I no, suppose just, just... unless you're a redheaded person and you want to accuse me of being racist against gingers well, in which case i'm sorry guys i'm sorry and child abuse i mean yeah i Jolly guess keeps I, sticking this hole a little bit deeper yeah and deeper. 
Yep, yep, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to hire a PR team, issue an official apology, go underground <laughs> for a while. Ah, uh, it's not not great. Not Raise great. a couple of little pups. <sighs> yeah, how are you feeling, sir? You must feel real good. Super. I feel really gratified, and it. it it gratifies me also to a degree that while Vesper played a role in both wins, he wasn't critical to either of them. Because that tells me that I'm not crazy, that I wasn't running a shit team this whole time, that I've just both made some unfortunate plays and had some unfortunate luck. So that confirmed that for me, and that felt pretty good. I realized after I did it that I made a couple of mistakes tonight on keeping track of sleep, which was a problem. I also should have used strength when fighting Bumbo at the end. If I had down Bumbo with Houndoom asleep and only Sazerac left on your team with Murtry up, I actually still had a chance to win that. Yeah, that was still spoopy to the end. Like, I had the upper hand, but it it could have gone either way. That good crit fighting move that would be super effective on both of your remaining Pokemon. One of which is a little rubber ducky till it curses and the other one is napping. (laughs) I made some really bad predictions tonight on both fights. I was super happy that Sazerac finally got his chance to sweep. He would have secured the sweep if if Locke had not had that fortuitous uh, wake up moment. And that would have felt great, but it still felt great. That was pretty good. Locke was like, nope, no sweep for you. Sazerac tasted his moment of greatness. He just beat the shit out of Blue and was like, now I can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) I love that good, good, fat little digital duck. He's my best friend. Would have loved if Crit Bird would have just killed him. That would have turned the tides. Uh, Fuck fuck that bird. Fuck that bear. Fuck all of your shinies. I miss my Stormy. (laughs) No, you don't. No, I really, really do. I hated that bat at first, and now I miss her so deeply. <sighs> You'd be struggling with Stormy, though. Uh, you don't know the tricks that I have up my sleeve, young Padawan. Stormy had not yet begun to murder. <laughs> All right, well, guys, that's it. That is week four of Kanto in the books. That's the entirety of Kanto in the books, actually, because this week we're heading back to Johto, finally. Uh, this is it, guys. This is... We are heading into our Generation 2 finale. Uh, All of our heroes have explored both regions, taken on 16 total gems, which is nuts. That's not something that we will ever do again in a single game. Uh, And now only our ultimate challenge, Red, awaits us. Uh, now, our challengers will this week prepare their teams, and those preparations are going to be intense this week. We will each be leveling our teams to a cap of 72, which, while you might look at that jump and think, holy shit, that's huge, that's still 10 levels under Red's Pikachu. So, yeah. What the fuck, Game Freak? <laughs> yeah, FML. <laughs> That is the task facing our opponents before we head up Mount Silver to challenge the Grand Champion himself. Uh, the finale rules for our series will apply for this stretch. So quick reminder, uh, we will be leveling to our cap before the red fight. And if any of our team members go above that cap during the fight, they remain legal for PvP this week. Uh, also, we are unable to make any changes or substitutions to our teams once the final battle with red is is concluded. Uh, our PvP battles in next week's finale episode will be worth 40 points each up from their normal 25. And again, as tight as the scoreboard is currently, that could mean any of us could walk out of here as the champion of Johto. 
Yeah, especially if any of us lose somebody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All it would take would be for, for me and Mess to lose a Pokemon or two against Red, Celeste to come out flawless and sweep PvP, and then we're looking at Johto Champion Celeste. It's totally not out of the question. Like, let's not forget when we had our mid-season finale, I lost two. Like, it can happen. Like, that was a big turning point for the series where my lead was significantly eroded by the fact that I lost finale PvP. Mid- mid-season finale PvP. All right. Well, that that's our week in the books. How are you guys feeling going into right in the finale? I don't I don't want to. <laughs> the grind is so much. I'm not too worried about Red, actually. The grind is going to suck, but I'm not worried about Red. I've got a good plan for him. Well, that's that's true and fair, I suppose, because of all of us, you're really the only one with a powerful ground type. So really the most threatening thing that Red has is that Pikachu, because even though it's still a Pikachu, it has so much speed and special and you can just go lol no and lead with all Odin. So there's that. Lol's no. I got a bone to pick with you. Ba-dum-tsh. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about Red, honestly. I mean, again, I, I don't have a great answer for his Pikachu. I've got, you know, uh, Mojito and Mojito's going to have to be good enough, I guess. But, uh, the, the other really threatening thing that, that Red has is, of course, his Espeon. And at least I have two stellar answers for that thing. I don't have any at the moment. So that's going to be good. Yeah, that's a problem. I lost my answer to Espeon, but I think if I set up properly, I might be able to handle it. Or I might make a substitution. I haven't decided yet. I leveled a few things for it. Okay. Well, that. That was our show this week, guys. Now, of course, we do want to let you guys know when and where you can find us streaming live on Twitch, especially this week, because we are breaking the mold. We are going off script and we are doing something entirely different and hopefully exciting for you guys for the finale this week. Uh, due to the nature of the finale and the fairly large grinding requirement it's going to place on our house. We are going to do something very special. Uh, we're going to be participating in our first ever Blastburn Radio Nuzlocke World Tour multi-stream. Uh, Messer Engine will be starting his stream on Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, a little bit later than normal, but Sunday evening as always at twitch.tv slash Messer Engine. Uh, throughout the evening, however, he will be joined by both myself, Jolly by Nature, at twitch.tv slash Jolly by Nature, as well as Celeste at Twitch tv slash celeste lost as we all chat with each other and you folks watching as we prepare our teams to take on red so we will all be streaming simultaneously and chatting with each other as we do so uh, we will repeat this arrangement on monday if needed and on throughout the week until we've all completed our gameplay and if you want to be able to watch all three streams at once be sure to use command exclamation multi in my chat so at twitch.tv slash jolly by nature uh if you do so nightbot will provide a multi-stream link which will allow you to view all three of our streams simultaneously at once yep 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 come hang out with us it's gonna be the only thing that makes it more palatable <laughs> all right guys now as always we do want to hear from you at home whether you are playing along with us at home and you want to update us uh preferably by email at blastburnradio at gmail.com uh, or if you just want to chat and shoot the shit with us or other members of the blastburn nation on our shiny fancy public discord uh come out and be a part of the conversation we'd love to hear from you guys um we 
are starting to really crave that good, good fan art again. I mean, we've had some, some Photoshop pieces from Pegasus. We had that one beautiful piece from Polysway, uh, memorializing the death of our, our sweet boy for Loco. Uh, but, but we needs more. We, we craves it precious. Uh, so give us that good, good fan art. We love it. We will totally, uh, promote it across all of our platforms. We want to see what you got. All right. Now, as always, I do want to thank our host for joining us. Celeste, where can our listeners find you online on the intertubes? It would be Twitter at Celeste Lost. And oh, as always, my Twitch stream, which is at Celeste Lost as well. Awesome. Thank you, Celeste. Uh, now, Messer Engine, if our listeners want to contact you or check out your other projects, including Mythic Portal Games and Power VTT, uh, where can they find you online? Uh, you can always find me uh, on Twitter at... Mezzer Engine. If you want to check out Mythic Portal, we're on Facebook and Twitter. It's at Mythic Portal on Twitter or Mythic Portal Games on Facebook. And if you want to come check out uh, Power VTT, where you can get all of our assets as part of your subscription to the platform, that's over six, almost 6,500 plus assets now. Uh, you can do so at www.poweredvtt.com. Awesome. Thank you, Messer Engine. Uh, now, once again, I have been your host this evening. I am Jolly by Nature, and you can find me streaming live on Twitch when I am live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Jolly by Nature. Uh, even once we have completed our finale gameplay this week, I will probably be live at some point doing more of our Pokemon Mystery Dungeon uh, Red Rescue or Blue Rescue Team uh, run through at some point in the week. Probably not Friday night this week, though. I do have a family commitment there, so I apologize, guys. But yeah, twitch.tv slash jollybynature where you can find me for all of your live streaming Pokemon needs. Uh, if you want to reach out to me or see what I'm up to, what I'm doing, you can, of course, follow me directly on Twitter at BBRJolly. Or just be sure to follow the show on Twitter or Facebook at Blastburn Radio, and we will do our best to keep you updated on what all of our hosts are up to. Uh, now, as always, I do want to thank everyone at home for joining us and listening today. I want to give a very special thank you, as always, to my co-hosts, Messer Engine and Celeste, for Blastburn Radio, I am Jolly by Nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See you next week, folks. See you next week. Blastburn Radio is a production of Challenge Accepted Media. This episode was produced by Jolly by Nature, Celeste the Lost, and Messer Engine. Pokemon and all related games and characters are the property and trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company. Opening music in today's episode includes Game On by Fishy. Check out this and other video game remixes at ocremix.org. Battle and closing music in today's episode provided by Glitch X City. Check out all of her great tracks at soundcloud.com slash glitchxcity. Design work and stream assets provided by Rachel Mondragon. Check out her portfolio or contact her for commissions at rachelmondragon.com. Blastburn Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.